Thank you to Sideways 8 for sponsoring this podcast. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. There are many ways to manage side effects caused by breast cancer and the treatment for breast cancer. Supportive care is given to improve the quality of life for people with breast cancer, while symptom management aims to prevent or relieve the side effects of breast cancer and its treatment, such as pain or nausea. It's an extra layer of care given along with the treatment for the cancer. To help us learn more about how to manage the side effects of breast cancer treatment, let me introduce Dr. Lisa Newman. Dr. Newman is the director of the Breast Surgical Program at Weill Cornell Medicine and the medical director of an international breast cancer research program. Dr. Newman, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to join you. I'm really excited to chat with you. I really enjoy uh, getting to talk to doctors and, and just sort of beginning to understand some of these things from this more you know technical medical level. So, uh, so to start out, when, when someone says supportive care, what are they talking about? Well, supportive care for breast cancer is actually an intentionally broad term that we use, and it describes any and all of the assistance that may be necessary to improve a patient's quality of life, both during the breast cancer diagnosis and treatment experience, and also afterward during the long-term survivorship experience. Now, we do, in fact, have many wonderful and extremely effective treatments, and this allows most of our patients to continue living long and productive lives, but many of these treatments actually have long-term side effects, and then, of course, just the emotional impact of a cancer diagnosis can have a complex and often transformative influence on a patient's long-term perspectives and interpersonal relationships. So managing this entire continuum of issues falls under the umbrella terminology that we use of supportive care. Okay. okay. So that makes sense. And, and you mentioned side effects. So let's talk for just a minute. Like, what are the short-term side effects of breast cancer treatment? Well, the short-term side effects really vary depending on individual patient circumstances. And in general, it is important to note that supportive care needs are very diverse some of the supportive care needs are related to the age of a patient. For example, a young woman with breast cancer may need to address uh, her childbearing uh, goals and needs. And we have wonderful fertility preservation programs that can ensure that a woman is able to continue having uh, children and raising a family after her cancer treatment is completed. But it's important to address these needs at the time of diagnosis so that can be uh, coordinated appropriately with that patient's care. Right. Some supportive care needs are related to the individual patient's family circumstances. For example, a woman in the short term going through breast cancer treatment may need to be concerned about child care services. Some patients need to worry about uh, care for their parents and uh, elder members of the family. Right. Sometimes the supportive care needs are related to language barriers. Sometimes these supportive care needs in the short term are related to geographic issues, transportation to get to treatments. Right. Some of the treatments for breast cancer, such as radiation, are treatments that are necessary on a five-day-a-week schedule. So these transportation needs are not necessarily trivial. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, their financial needs. We've started using the term financial toxicity of cancer treatment, and it is, it's a real thing. Mm. Deal with insurance issues, employment, having time off so that they can complete their treatment. And then, of course, there are treatment-specific needs. It sounds like there's just a lot of logistics that that honestly I've never really considered that a patient has to go through. I mean, I, I you know there's it's one thing you know we all we always think about the the therapies and, and how bad someone feels, but there's there's how bad they feel, and then there's all the logistics around carrying on with their lives as, as best they're able to. Right? That sounds sounds like a, it's a lot to manage. Exactly, it really is a lot to manage, and so every patient indeed needs support. And the type of support will vary with the individual circumstances. Most women with breast cancer will require surgery as at least one component of their care. And so patients have to deal with the body-altering aspects of breast cancer management. Right. Many women with breast cancer need to undergo surgery involving uh, removing lymph nodes of the underarm, and this can have a side effect that we refer to as lymphedema, where women have a tendency to develop swelling in the arm on that side. So women need to be aware of physical therapy programs that can minimize the risk of lymphedema. Women should also be aware of surgical approaches that can avoid or reduce the risk of lymphedema. But the breast surgery itself can also have an impact. Some women require mastectomy for their breast cancer management, and these women should avail themselves of the plastic surgery services for breast reconstruction whenever possible. Some women will be able to undergo less extensive surgery in the form of a lumpectomy, But even with lumpectomy, there can be alteration in in the appearance of the breast. And so oncoplastic approaches to minimize the uh, the disfigurement of the breast is, is very important also. But all of these things really should be discussed at the time of diagnosis so that the woman understands her options. Chemotherapy is necessary for many women with breast cancer, and one of the most obvious uh, sequelae of chemotherapy is the temporary hair loss that can result. Fortunately, we've actually developed some very exciting and effective ways to avoid hair loss with chemotherapy in the form of scalp cooling programs. But these can be costly, and they're not necessarily covered by insurance, Mm. and they're not necessarily available in every facility. And then there are a whole host of other side effects of chemotherapy for which we do have approaches to minimize the side effects, but it takes being armed and powered with knowledge up front to know what those side effects are. And what are, I mean, what are some of the ways that that you help prevent side effects from the breast cancer treatment? Being empowered with knowledge regarding some of the side effects of uh, breast cancer treatment, that is the first and critical step. Uh, Patients, uh, and I've been referring to women, but it's important to note that men can get breast cancer also, and all of the supportive care needs for men will need to be addressed as well. While patients are going through treatments, it's critical that patients are honest, frank with us regarding what symptoms they are experiencing, because sometimes the likelihood of successfully minimizing the treatment uh, sequela is related to getting a handle on those symptoms early on and addressing them before the symptoms get out of hand. 
And patients should also be honest simply about how they're coping with the whole diagnosis and treatment experience. There's been an entire field of uh, research and an entire discipline that's been developed called psych oncology, where there are specialists who are really in tune to making sure that patients dealing with cancer are supported appropriately from the emotional and uh, psychological perspectives. I love that. And it sounds like from what you're saying that really one of the best things and one of the best ways to prevent or relieve some of these side effect symptoms is really just to have clear communication with the, the team that's, that's helping with the medical treatment, right? Yes, you are absolutely correct about that, Adam. Being open about expectations from treatment, expectations regarding side effects, and how you're tolerating treatment is, is critical. And this open communication will extend beyond the actual uh, treatment experience. Some of the side effects, unfortunately, are long-term, and so patients uh, will want to be armed with information about some of those potential long-term side effects so that they can mitigate them. And, And what about pain management? We haven't talked much about that. We talked about side effects and preventing side effects, but what about pain management? How does someone diagnosed with breast cancer and going through treatment manage their pain? Yeah, so that's a great question. And fortunately, we have also made some wonderful strides in pain management uh, for breast cancer. Sometimes it's uh, an issue of dealing with the acute pain related to surgery. Sometimes it's related to pain from more chronic conditions, such as neuropathies that can develop as a side effect of uh, chemotherapy for breast cancer. And in managing all this whole spectrum of of pain syndromes, we have made advances. Sometimes they involve taking medication. Sometimes it involves special services such as acupuncture. Sometimes it involves using integrative care methodology. Meditation programs can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes therapeutic sessions. Again, getting into the psych oncology field, sometimes this will have an impact on pain control. Yeah, I mean, and some of the things that you mentioned are not things that I would have immediately thought of. And I realized that those things are, are very powerful tools in our toolbox, but it, it never really occurs to me as it relates to, to breast cancer treatment, right? Uh, but it sounds like that, that could be a, a, really, a really helpful thing for a patient to consider. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if a patient feels that he or she is not being presented with the right answers or options, it's always uh, appropriate to seek the services of an additional facility and get as many opinions as possible. I think that's something that we often forget. And I think that's really good advice. Uh, Dr. Newman, this has been really great, really informative, uh, really interesting. Do you have any final thoughts, you know, related to supportive care that you want to share with, uh, with our audience? Uh, Just a couple of final notes that I would like to emphasize. Uh, Number one, a special emphasis on some of the programs that Susan G. Komen has available. Susan G. Komen has a breast care helpline, 187-GO-KOMEN, which uh, provides uh, free and professional support service to patients with uh, breast cancer questions and concerns. I also want to make a plug for research programs. We've made advances in supportive care through 
the research uh, efforts of wonderful specialists, and we need to make more advances. So I definitely encourage uh, breast cancer patients to pursue research uh, programs and clinical trial participation. Some of these clinical trials are related to the newly diagnosed patients, but many of them are related to studies of how to improve the long-term outcomes after breast cancer management and controlling symptoms. There's wonderful in, uh, information available on the internet, but I do encourage patients to be cautious when they are utilizing internet-based uh, information. Yep. Some of the information comes from reputable sources, such as Susan G. Komen, the American Cancer Society, the National Cancer Institute. There are many reputable uh, resources out there, but patients do have to exercise some caution because there is some information available on the internet that might not be uh, quite as appropriate. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Make sure you know where the information is coming from. That's really, and, and how reputable that source happens to be. And that's, that's honestly what I love about working with Susan G. Komen is that, you know, that the information they're putting out there is, is well thought out, well researched, backed up by, uh, by data and science. So, well, uh, Dr. Newman, this has been really great, really informative. I really appreciate your time and, and look forward to maybe having you back on the show again sometime soon. Anytime. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure, Adam. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com. Thank you to Sideways 8 for sponsoring this podcast. We all want to break through the noise on the internet and stand out. Sideways 8 is a digital agency on a mission to improve communication through marketing. Whether they're working with tech companies or national nonprofits, Sideways 8 helps you showcase your value while making it easy for people to find you. Sideways 8 services include website design and development, website care plans, digital marketing strategy, branding and messaging, SEO, pay-per-click advertising, and more. To learn more about highlighting the work your organization is doing, head to sideways8.com slash Komen. That's S-I-D-E-W-A-Y-S, the number 8, dot com slash Komen.